We're talking about the O-line. We're talking about standout wide receiver Devin Tompkins. And we are talking about what we are looking for heading into the final preseason game. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On and Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, joined as I always am on Wednesdays by one Mr. Evan Klosky. You can, of course, check out everything that he's doing over on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10tampabay.com. You can check out my work at sbnationsbucksnation.com. And, of course, follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at Eklosky WTSP. We thank you once again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or view of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. So, Evan, it's been a week since we spoke last. We've had Tom Brady film The Masked Singer. We have had a preseason game against the Tennessee Titans. We have had a offensive lineman go down for the entire season with a torn ACL and MCL. So lots to catch up on, but we also have to turn the page and look towards this coming weekend now. Uh, let's start with kind of the most important, the most impactful thing, uh, I think, since you and I spoke last, and that is obviously the injury to Aaron Stinney. I think it was kind of his job already. I wasn't overly impressed with Luke Gedeke. Uh, you know, there's even Scott Reynolds, a pewter report, who believes that Nick Leverett is going to be the week one starter over Gedeke. So what's your take on the offensive line situation? And starting to look like the Bucs are keeping it in-house. They're not going to go outside of the team to look for any kind of depth or replacement for Stinney. Yeah, I think first and foremost, um, I do agree that Aaron Stinney, um, while he was probably going to be the starter week one, I don't necessarily believe he was impressing the coaches so much so that – that was going to be necessarily earned on the field. I think he was going to just be kind of grandfathered in as the, hey, you have experience. Nobody really took this job from you. It's yours. Now, he does have that experience. I do agree. I think Dick Leverett is going to be starting that position, not Luke Gedeke. But, you know, maybe in this game against the Colts, Gedeke can prove that he is uh, accelerating a little bit faster than what he's shown to this point. But reading the tea leaves from the team, it does seem like he's swimming a little bit, that the uh, the, the run blocking's all right. It's more of the pass pro, which has been a, a real big issue. And if pass pro is an issue, I don't think Tom Brady's going to sign off on that. So uh, I'm very interested to see if that's the route they go, that they're just going to line up in a season with uh, Leverett and, and, uh, and Hainsey and figure out the rest. Could they get creative? Uh, and and I do not believe this is the case, but are they gonna be, at least right now, but are they gonna be forced into maybe thinking, um, hey, let's move Hainsey back over to guard 
what his traditional position was in uh, in Notre Dame, and then maybe bring in one of those centers that has tons of experience and can and come in. Uh, you know that that would not be ideal. I think if they felt that way, they would have tried to move on that a lot earlier. But having said that, Stinney was still on the team before uh, before all these conversations could commence. So. It's going to be very interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if the team tries to trade one of these wide receivers who does not make the, the, the team, or maybe you trade someone who's a little bit more valuable at wide receiver to say, I have so much depth. I'd rather get the O-line help versus keep, you know, let's just, I'll just throw Tyler Johnson out there. Maybe we're willing to trade Tyler Johnson because we have so much in our back pocket to bring in O-line depth and make that deal like I, I don't know if you're going to be able to do a scotty miller for o-line straight swap but that would be something i'm sure the bucks will sign up for tomorrow so there's a lot of tinkering going on i think they're going to let this last preseason game um, figure itself out and then really do some final tinkers entering uh the, the two-week break they have leading into Sunday night football against the Dallas Cowboys. But certainly a huge concern uh, depth-wise. But I, I, I do not believe when it comes to week one that they will be in tumultuous shape because they will have time to make sure that that interior spot is padded with whatever help they can need. And we did learn that Tristan Wirfs is on – track for week one which is tremendous news so you got worse you got donnie you got shaq mason who's great uh and hainsey who by all counts has really stepped up uh entering this season so that leaves one awkward position entering the season and you see what happens but i, I don't i don't think that that's anything that we should all freak out about um i, I think that's uh you you can handle that situation. It's just what happens if another injury, you know, go, if, if one of those other people goes down, if the core three go down, the Buccaneers are in big time trouble. Yeah. And, you know, there still is, you know, a little bit of, of hope and optimism that Ryan Jensen's not exactly done for the year. Uh, I think if he was, we would know at this point, right? It was, the next day that Aaron Stinney went on the season-ending IR, Cam Gill is already on the season-ending IR with that Liz Frank injury that, you know, a lot of people thought that he was going to be able to return from. You know, we've seen other players placed on the, the season-ending IR. Ryan Jensen still hanging out there. So I think there's some kind of it, – it's good news that, you know, he hasn't been placed on that because I think that does kind of shine a light on the fact that – he may be able to return, and depending on when that is, maybe that's when they do make the move to slide Robert Hainsey over and try to shore up the rest of that in the interior of that line. And and that would probably be the ideal situation as as well as Robert Hainsey has played at center so far through camp and in preseason. He's not better than Ryan Jensen. And if you have the opportunity to upgrade two positions with the addition of just one player. Yeah, I think that's a, a win all the way around. But you mentioned and I, I just want to say this to my understanding, it the while that is great news and you present a great point, to my understanding, Jensen is almost certainly done for the season. It's just a matter of whether he can return for the playoffs. But it would lean at least it signals to us that it's probably a partially torn 
ACL and MCL situation to which those recoveries are usually four to six months versus a torn ligament, which is when you have the whole, then you're sidelined for the whole year. So even if it is a partially uh, torn situation, I mean, we're now at the one month mark essentially of where Jensen got hurt, Uh, you know, September, October, November, December, I mean, December is five months. So now we're talking about January is sort of, okay, maybe he can come back, which is, that's my gut feeling. But I just want to say that Jensen ain't coming back anytime soon. So oh, if, no. if Hainsey's going to slide over there, you know, when it gets down to week 14, 15, 16, and, and hopefully the Buccaneers are in the playoffs, then it gets to the point where Hainsey's got to do double duty in practice to learn that position. And maybe he slides over. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to imply that we're looking at like Halloween or anything. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just want a pure clarification for the audience out there. Absolutely. All right. Well, you did mention maybe they could trade one of the receivers uh, and try to get some O-line depth. They know they're going to have to cut plenty of them. You named Tyler Johnson. I think Tyler Johnson for sure makes this team. Uh, yeah, he does. Unless, as I said, unless there's a trade and you're willing to bump a for sure thing to take on another player to just, you know, say, screw it. Like, whatever. Tyler Johnson's gone, but we feel good here also with this guy. At this point, trying to trade Brashad Perryman. Uh, I mean, I don't think Brashad Perryman ends up making this team unless they do. He's not worth anything Tyler either, Johnson. sadly. Um, I mean, I don't know. We just saw a guard traded for like a fifth or a sixth round pick. Uh, by the Buffalo Bills, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, this guy was cut on the Lions and the Bears last year, so I mean, yeah, it just it is it, like I just don't, and and not to mention, I, if you're an owner, it. you know, you know that the Bucks are desperate to trade. So it's like, I ain't giving you this. I'm, I'm not going to help you out. I know exactly what's going on here. I might get this dude in two weeks. So that's, I mean, that's the sticky. That's why I say Tyler Johnson because that is a guy you can go to the team and be like. Hey, this guy is going to make our team. He's not going to be available, but we are willing to trade him for offensive line help. And we're okay taking one of the guys, we probably, you know, a Perriman or a Scotty Miller or whatever. We'll keep them on the roster because we, you know, we trust them, they're veterans, whatever it might be. And you can live with the loss of, of Tyler Johnson. I, I think that the depth at O line is probably more important than what Tyler Johnson is going to do for you this season especially when you got guys named Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, Julio Jones, you know, it just, that's just my thinking, but I agree that, you know, if they can make that swap, they, they have to do it. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And we're going to talk more about one of those receivers in particular coming up in just a moment. When we start to look ahead to the preseason game against the Indianapolis Colts, but first as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. As I mentioned before, back in my chef days, I had a company reach out to me because of my LinkedIn profile and hire me to be their catering chef. LinkedIn is a fantastic resource and you can use it to your advantage. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs 
to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL, all one word, to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview starting August 31st. An eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey NFL Insiders all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Starting August 31st, search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So the Buccaneers are playing their final preseason game on Saturday against the Indianapolis Colts. And with as crazy of a training camp as this has been, there's probably going to be some starters that are held out of the game. I had mentioned on yesterday's episode, Mike Evans does not need to play in this as he continues to work his way back from a hamstring. Chris Godwin does not need to play in this. I think it would behoove them to have Brady out there taking some live snaps, maybe just one or two series. Not the full first half like the traditional dress rehearsal, but he missed, you know, all but one of the joint practices. Uh, you know, missed 11 days. It would be good for him probably to get some live snaps. That's just my personal way of thinking. Um, but, Evan, what are you hoping, let's start with that, hoping to see on Saturday against the Indianapolis Colts? First and foremost, I'm, I'm hoping to see some of the starters out there. I mean, we can go and look back at the Titans and, and Buccaneers game and really dissect how ugly it got at points. But in the end, the players who are going to suit up on Sunday, I thought did pretty well, right? Like I, I thought Joe Tryon Shanka was um, – he proved that he kind of outclassed the other – talent that was on the other side, which is what you want to see when one of your starters is going up against uh, some other dudes who maybe are not as good. Uh, Anthony Nelson continues to impress me. Leonard Fournette was rumbling. So, you know, the, the, I'd like to see some of that. I'd like to see some of these guys because when we do watch those games and things go south, I can always fall back on the option of like, well, the guys that we really care about are looking good. So, I would love, personally, I'm a believer in you need to get those reps. I don't think you need to get more than a series, but it'd be nice to go through the pregame routine, get out there, get into that mindset, take a couple of hits, run the huddle, just flush it all out. And, you know, then at least game day, 
you're, it's not all brand spanking new. And it's last year, I actually would have been more amendable to just taking the whole preseason off because everybody was the same. This year, there are some differences, especially for Brady. The offensive line is not the same. Now, Tristan Wirfs, probably not going to play. Now, Tristan, now when Tristan Wirfs isn't going to play, are you are you going to play Donovan Smith? Because I don't think you should. I don't think you should play Shaq Mason. Maybe he does play Shaq Mason because he's new. But this O-line is so beaten up, like, I, I can't risk it. And if you don't play the O-line completely, then you probably don't play Brady because right. now he's at risk. So that's where I'm kind of torn. Um, if Donovan and Shaq suit up, then maybe you can get away with it. And, and you have Josh Wells there, who's who's played in that position before. But ultimately, I kind of lean towards Brady probably not playing. But um, uh, that I just want to see more starters. I think we'll see more defensively. Uh, two, I want to. I'm locked into this wide receiver battle. Um, Devin Tompkins has been one of those names that has stood out. Um, that's that's somebody I want to I want to see thrive in a bigger role. I, I I need to see more out of Darden. I need to see more out of Scotty Miller. I need to see more out of these guys who are closer to that fringe line where they've done some things in the past or or have had more than a year under their belt and are proving that they're better than the competition out there. Uh, you know, Miller. I don't necessarily blame that much. I mean, he got targeted. Well, I mean, there was a ball that gabbered through nine miles over his head, which should have been a first down. Then there was a you know, a couple of deep shots that were a little bit underthrown by Trask. So um, he showed flashes where he could. But those are, I mean, that's pretty much it where I'm kind of looking in on. Uh, if I'm the coaches, I'm really worried more about special teams right now. That seems to be a big concern of, of who's going to win those jobs based on special teams. Uh, defensively speaking, I'm happy with what I'm seeing. I think the stunts and the things that they're doing have caused fits for a lot of offenses out there. And, uh, and Fadakasi has been uh, a remarkable story on the defensive end. And he's, to me, going to make this team right now. I think he's, he's – this is a big game for him. Like, if he has another big game, how are you not going to put Fadakasi on the, on the roster? And I know you have – like, it's an extra linebacker, but you got to – I mean – He's talented. Like he's earned it. So that's um, that's ultimately what it is. And I'm just wondering if Tompkins is able to push Darden out of the picture. Yeah, that's certainly a, a battle that we've been talking about all off season. You have Mike. You have Chris. You have Julio. You have Russell Gage. You have Tyler Johnson. You still have Brashad Perryman. You know, you you have five. Receivers that are locked, loaded, sharpied in. So now you got Perryman and Tompkins who has emerged, and you still have Scotty Miller. You you still have this battle uh, for the wide receivers. Geiger has looked good, and he's looked not so good. Yeah, Geiger to me took. You see, I when think, you're when you're Geiger, you can't have games like you had against the Titans. No, and no. as good as he looked week one. He did not look that good in week two, and just there were some some bad mishaps in there. So, the the margin for error is so that when you, thin. Yeah, when you take a look at this team and everything that's at stake on Saturday, who's the one player you kind of look at that has to have a great game to ensure that they make the final cuts onto the initial fifty-three man? 
I would say that it has to be Devin Tompkins or Fadakasi. I think I think those two, those are two players who were not even close to sniffing the 53-man roster entering the season when we were doing our training camp discussions, right? There's no way that we were going to put them on the team. And now they have fought their way to the cut line. They are right there. But as I just said with Geiger, he was looking good. I, I think he's probably a practice squad guy. But you the, the margin for error is that big. So if Tompkins stinks it up on Saturday in Indy, that's probably it for him. If if Fadakasi falls off the map, I don't know if they'll uh, they'll give him that spot. But um, we'll see. You know, somebody else can surprise us on Saturday as well. And, and I know we don't love breaking down film of the, the big and uglies up front, but a lot of those offensive linemen, man, that is a, it is a big game for them because this team desperately needs O-line help. You figure they want to take eight or nine guys into the season, most likely nine. So you better prove your worth. And, um, you know, that's something like that Nick Leverett did last year was able to, to get on that roster. And, you know, a guy that they brought in, like, you know, Johnson has been up and down. And I, it's, I don't know. It's, um, that's, it's the non-sexy position to talk about, but that is probably more than anything, the, the battles that are like kind of wide open now because, you know, a spot just opened up and another spot's going to open up when Jensen goes on the IR too. So. Yep. All right. Well, Evan, you and I are going to take our own trip into the multiverse of madness, thanks to a voicemail that was sent in by one of our listeners. But first, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and of course, golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And we had a voicemail sent in, Evan, that is going to take us into another dimension, another okay. realm. It's okay. our alternate, alternate universe that we could be living in. So shout out to Matt from St. Louis as he makes his debut on the podcast. Hey, Thank you for being my first listen every morning. Thank you for the work you do. Uh, I was just thinking today, uh, this is Matt from St. Louis, by the way. I was just thinking today about the alternate universe we could be living in as I watched the total meltdown of the Browns. I was thinking about Tom Brady retiring, Leonard Fournette going to another team, and just all of the cascading events. And I would just love to hear a segment in which we explore that alternate universe and really just stand in awe that we are not living out what the Browns are going through. Thank you so much for what you do. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. 
All right, Matt, thank you very much for the call and thank you for making us your first listen. Um, you know, the Bucks could be living that Deshaun Watson life. You know, if they had been the team to make a trade for Deshaun Watson, I don't know if Leonard Fournette comes back. I don't know if Julio Jones signs. I don't know, you know, if Carlton Davis takes the discount and then you're dealing with an 11 game suspension on top of all of that. But yeah, you take a look at kind of the domino effect of Brady unretiring. You get Ryan Jensen back and you didn't think you were going to. You get Lenny, you get Godwin to take the more team friendly deal than you know, he probably could have otherwise. Thanks, Christian Kirk. Um, Carlton Davis taking the discount. Logan Ryan joining the team. Keanu Neal joining the team. Uh, the Bucks don't trade for Shaq Mason, I don't think, if if Tom Brady's not back. So it's kind of interesting to go back and, and we talk about the Brady effect, and I'm sure we talked about it individually when all of those things happen. But, you know, you, you start to lay it out one after the other, after the other, after the other. This could be a team that might have been fighting with Atlanta for last place if Brady doesn't decide after, you know, six weeks that he's coming back after retiring. So here's the alternate universe with a positive spin on it. All right. So I'm going to mess your mind up right now. We like right. we like positivity. David so, told me I'm a very negative person yesterday, so I, I'm here for the positivity. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm here to kind of just give you a different vantage point. This year would have been an absolute throwaway, right? You get you get Deshaun Watson, and you have a reverse view of it. So where the Buccaneers are going all in one year with question marks beyond it, the Buccaneers would then be going question mark for one year with certainty beyond it. Now you got Deshaun Watson. You know a suspension's coming. And by the way, I say this as um, to not put any opinion into the investigation, the suspension, all of those judgment calls. I purely that's not what we're talking about here. There's another time and place to kind of go through all the the ramifications and should they do it or what you know the the morality of it. I'm just saying the the question was presented. What would the world look like? I'm gonna give you what the world would look like. So you got Deshaun Watson, he gets suspended. At this point, the Buccaneers know that this year is toast, right? When they bring him in. So why not fix the books, stink it up, give yourself a season with, with Trask and Gabbert, see how they are, see what they can do. Maybe you can create value for them in the future and trade them to get another asset. But why not just completely throw away the year, figure out your salary cap situation, and then enter the following season with a a much better situation as far as the cap is concerned. And you now have acquired, by sucking, a top five pick to which you can then invest in your team with a stud quarterback to where you can go in a multitude of different ways in that. But, you know, I, I think you would actually, the Buccaneers, without bringing in anything else, would probably be in a very good position long-term with Deshaun Watson in the fold 
except that 2022 would be an absolute throwaway year and it would it would be awful there is no shying away from that fact so yes it would it would stink and this year we get to actually watch the buccaneers fight for another championship as long as you know one offensive lineman can stay healthy one week at a time but beyond that uh you know, the fact that Brady came back, it's remarkable. And, you know, every fan should be super excited for the season coming up. Yeah. And then, you know, your, your alternate universe there will probably come to fruition for the 2023 season because you're not going to be bad enough for that high quarterback draft pick. Maybe you stick it up for a year. You get back into the top five with still all that talent under contract. You get yourself a rookie quarterback or, or unless he signs an extension, you'd have Russell Wilson becoming a free agent. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Uh, but no, I, I think your your assessment is is spot on. And, and I think the, the Bucks are going to find themselves in a situation where you ultimately have kind of that throwaway season. Uh, you can get the, the cap situation fixed a little bit you you finally see what you have in Kyle Trask whether he's capable of being a starter or if you have to look to the draft but you know for now there's one more shot one more ride uh to get this thing done and and be a team that wins two Lombardis in a three-year span so with that Evan we are going to get out of here we want to thank all of you again we're making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. It's Fantasy Draft Week from the Locked On Podcast Network. So go make Locked On Fantasy Football your second listen. Fantasy expert Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. David is going to be back tomorrow. Do not forget to get yourself entered in to potentially join our fantasy football league. We've already had a lot of entries. We are going to pick 10 of you. We have David uh, covering the locked on Bucks team because my son did a terrible, terrible job last year. And then shout out Thomas in St. Pete. He was the winner last year. Automatic entry into this year so we got to fill 10 spots if you want to be considered go ahead and shoot us an email at locked on bucks podcast to gmail.com and let us know you want to be entered in the drawing for one of those 10 spots the winner will receive a prize at the end of the season and an automatic entry in next year's fantasy league also you can be like matt from st louis and call in with your topic ideas just give us a shout at 813-444-5841. Check out everything Evan's doing over at 10 Tampa Bay and 10TampaBay.com. Check out my work over at BucksNation.com. Check out David's at BucksGameDay.com. And, of course, follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at WTSP, and at Harrison 82 Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire those cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.